Those that know me have probably heard me talk about opportunity zones. Opportunity zones are also an alternative to 1031 exchange, but specifically in, in Brett uh, Swartz episode is we talk about the deferred sales trust is how you can create this intermediary and give yourself time because now you don't have this 45 day designation, 180 day close time period in which you have to transact a new entity into it. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to another episode of What I Learned of the Catching Knives podcast show. This is in response to Brett Swartz's episode. For those of you that haven't listened to the Brett Swartz episode of Catching Knives, Brett is an expert in capital gains uh, solutions. So, and really, he's a DST specialist, DST as in Deferred Sales Trust, not to be confused with the Delaware Statute Trust. So, I wanted to give you some little snippets of what is a Deferred Sales Trust and how can you utilize that to create a better position and gain future value, and really legacy type reinvestment. So this is talking about, so capital gains. Capital gains are when you have an asset that has uh, grown in value. So an asset meaning a business, property, and equities. So stocks, cryptocurrency, artwork, all of these things are classified as assets that can get capital gains. So we, we actually dive into, and it'll be, it's very interesting. Uh, Brett has some uh, super, you know, crazy uh, things that he's helped out some people with some cryptocurrency that they, you know, it was worth 6 million, then it was not, then it was worth 12 million and then it was not. And then, you know, they've been able to structure some deals utilizing a deferred sales trust that's basically set up their ability to never have to work again. So what happens is they invested 
uh, and let's just say somebody invest into a piece of property, they inherited a property, they uh, bought or built their business, and now they're exiting, they're selling it. The market's super frothy. Someone makes them an offer that they can't refuse on the piece of land that they've owned in downtown, wherever, and they want to sell it. So they sell it, and it's $10 million. Well, $10 million, the tax man comes knocking and says, hey, (laughs) give me my take. That's awesome that you sold uh, your business, your property, your cryptocurrency. Go ahead and pay up on those gains. So what's interesting is there's something like $6 trillion of unrealized capital gains, and that is a a hard to quantify or hard to break down where uh, that really that number really is it's extrapolating based on people that bought facebook stock pre ipo or maybe it was uh real estate that somebody bought and and you know could be into the many many trillions more 20 30 trillion dollars but let's just say that there's 6 trillion dollars of unrealized capital gains and then when people realize those, they have to pay the taxes. What the Deferred Sales Trust does is it creates an intermediary, meaning you sell your property, crypto, whatever, and this Deferred Sales Trust becomes a custodian, buys it at that higher purchase price, buys it and then owns it and then makes a loan to you as the individual. So if you've never realized those gains, you don't have to pay taxes on it. So as you pay, as you receipt of those gains, you have to pay taxes on them. And so this isn't a don't ever pay taxes strategy. While there can be mechanisms and consult uh, real estate tax professionals, uh, this is not, I'm not giving you tax advice just you know, as a caveat, don't think just because Jake said it on his podcast, it's it's so tell that to your IRS auditor. That's not the case. Um, I don't think that flies. But anyway, you can use and there is an intermediary and call it like an installment sale, an installment sale, meaning that you sold that property to there and you're getting a portion of it, those receipts of that. And that's what you would have to pay taxes on. So maybe the $10 million sale, you decide you want to put 9 million of it in there and you want a receipt and you're okay paying taxes on the 1 million and the 9 million stays in this trust that you can then invest into investment vehicles. You can make a decision. Maybe it sits in the stock market. Maybe it sits in a money market account. Maybe you want to reinvest that into other commercial real estate. And what it gives you is it gives you time and freedom to make that decision without a proverbial gun to your head that is 1031 exchange. 1031 exchange, people that are familiar with that in commercial real estate is you can trade like kind for like kind. So you can sell your real estate building and invest into real estate. And you have to then can't realize any of can touch any of those funds, but you have to roll the basis, roll the debt, roll some other things into this new asset, into this new purchase. And so really what it does is, and that's some of that $6 trillion unrealized 
capital gains is that people have just rolled forward, rolled forward, rolled forward, kicking the can down the proverbial road to I'll pay that in the future. DST, and, and so with the 1031 exchange, sorry, back to that, is uh, you have 45 days to designate the property or three properties that you potentially are going to buy to qualify for that process. And then you have to ultimately close on one of those properties within 180 days, so six months. That may not seem like a long period of time or a short period of time to some people, but the reality is, is sometimes these commercial properties are so complex, it takes many, many months to get through all the inspections and the approvals and the escrow period. And so that, and especially in a market that is as frenzied as it is right now in 2022, you know, it is go, 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 go. And you may not have the luxury of that time to close that transaction in that time period. Sellers, when they see somebody with a 1031 exchange, it's also like a big old beacon flashing to them that says, take advantage of me because I have a very, very limited window of time in which I need to close this transaction. So what happens is people that use a 1031 exchange oftentimes are paying a premium for real estate over and above what market value is. And I've heard sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 20% more. So if you're buying a $10 million building, you may pay $12 million, $2 million more for that building because you're transacting in a 1031 exchange, which to me doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense because you're avoiding paying taxes, maybe a couple million dollars, but you're gonna pay a couple million more. That is the ultimate kick the can down the road strategy because you're like, at some point in the future, that'll be worth $20 million. And most of the time it does work out that way. So the Deferred Sales Trust is gives an alternative to a 1031 exchange. Those that know me have probably heard me talk about Opportunity Zones. Opportunity Zones are also an alternative to 1031 exchange, but specifically in, in Brett uh, Swartz episode is we talk about the deferred sales trust is how you can create this intermediary and give yourself time because now you don't have this 45 day designation, 180 day close time period in which you have to transact a new entity into it. And so what that gives you is some freedom to transact. Even let's use that example of someone that was buying that $10 million building, but because it was a 1031 exchange, the sellers knew that and took advantage of them and they were going to charge them $12 million. If they had created this mechanism investing through a DST, they can still go buy that same $10 million building, but they have more flexibility. They have more negotiating power because they're not forced into such a tight timeline window in which they need to transact. So they may be able to negotiate that to a $10 million purchase price, which ultimately could save them a couple million dollars and then add a couple million dollars to their future net worth, their future family's net worth. So that is an incredible tool for 
creating wealth and legacy and generational type investment strategies. Of course, this is an advanced kind of move. It is not to be done lightly. You should use professionals, CPAs, tax attorneys, deferred sales trust, setting all of these things up in the appropriate ways. But the rich are getting richer because they know how to use these systems every single year. There's, it's like, you know, the book is like this big, the tax code that comes out every single year is this much pages and pages of the IRX tax code that has all new laws. And so what happens is the best and the brightest of the tax attorneys and CPA world go through and read the code and make interpretations. Law is open to interpretation. And so if you have a legal team, a structure, a, a CPA, professionals that do this for a living and interpret it and say, this is the way that we're interpreting this new law. And we can utilize the law to avoid or reduce the tax liability that we would normally have to pay because of X, Y, and Z, then that's good on them. That's the law. That's the, the, the way that it was set up and structured. And so this is kind of like having a cheat code, a hack on how to preserve the gains and these unrealized gains that you've accumulated in your business, in your cryptocurrency, maybe your NFT, maybe you really went ape into some bored apes. You took some bored apes, you put, you minted 50 of them at $300 a piece. And now they're all sitting on a floor rate of 75 ETH. And you're like, dude, I'm now got $25 million in NFTs. And I want to take a little bit of money off the table. Your tax planner, your CPA and others are like, hey, we're not sure how IRS is going to interpret some of these cryptocurrency laws. We're not sure how they're going to interpret these securities and these NFTs. And maybe it's super inflated and you want to take some money off the table. This is a vehicle using a deferred sales trust as a way to structure it, do that, create a mechanism in which you can go reinvest into other businesses, other assets, and get a better structured, favorable tax structure for your future. Unbelievable things that uh, that uh, Ryan talks about in just really through experiential, the next level. He uses the the theory or the uh, the premise of Netflix and Blockbuster, and I think that's an unbelievably clever way of thinking about this is you had Blockbuster, the 1031, and now you have the new, the Netflix version of this, and especially applicable to cryptocurrency, uh, real estate, as the real estate market is unbelievably on fire right now in almost every market and every asset type. But it also has a lot of things associated with that. And that typically means you need to be netting a gain of more than a million dollars. You're going to have legal fees. You're going to have attorneys that need to set this stuff up. So it's not necessarily for everyone. But if you're experiencing these big, maybe life-changing amounts of capital gains, this is another way to create next levels of tax strategy. And man... What I learned, these, these show, this Catching Knives shows, the people I get to interview unlocks things that 
I don't know, conversation I maybe normally wouldn't have. And that's super exciting for me. These What I Learned episodes are, again, my way of paring down an hour-long conversation into these bite-sized pieces that you can maybe listen to. But actually, also, go check out the actual episode because it's so much more in-depth. The technical details that Brett offers is fantastic. And this is, again, just my concentration synthesizing down their ideas into something that what I learned, Jake Harris, as a Catching Knives podcast interviewer, maybe interviewee, Inter no, interviewer, that's the, that's, that's the appropriate way of doing that. So again, we appreciate you. I appreciate you listening in on this. I hope this is valuable and check out future episodes on wherever you listen to podcasts. YouTube, uh, the whole gamut of, of where you check these out. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.RealEstate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.